Arian Simone brings you. Oh, 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 oh my God. Straight off the number one and best selling book, book. It's the Fearless Faith and Hustle Podcast with Arian Simone. Hey, everybody, it's Arian Simone, and we are back with another Fearless Faith and Hustle episode. And today is the Q&A day. So I'm excited to see what these questions are. Okay. Kimberly is asking, how do you balance your schedule? She says that she is a full-time mom, three girls under the age of five. Oh, Lord, three? Full-time student. She works full-time. She also lives in Atlanta. She said, which means you're spending an average of four hours a day just sitting in traffic. Lord, tell me about it. I'm trying to juggle everything, but still want to make time for God, myself, and my husband. She's asking, how do you balance your reality alongside your dreams and goals? Whew. Oh, my gosh. Now, that question is real. One, I don't know what it's like to have three children under five, but I look forward to that very soon. (laughs) But I can definitely say this from just a time management standpoint, and I hate that your commute is that long. Um, But because you do have a commute, what I always like to do is look for the opportunity in the midst of adversity. So because you are sitting four hours a day in traffic, you need to take advantage of that time. That is actually your time to yourself. You need to take time during that time, like just to listen to spiritual podcast, to listen to even if it's just a self-help podcast or something even in alignment with your dreams. Um, <clears throat> one thing I can say is that that those commutes are no joke. I thank God that I'm an entrepreneur because being in Atlanta traffic is 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 for real. It's no joke. So I would definitely want you to change your perspective on how you view that commute. You got four hours of your day that you can have with just you and just you and God. And honestly, there are not too many people that can say that they have four hours of their day for that. So we're going to change our perspective first and foremost about your commute. And if that is your time with God to listen to sermons, if that's your time just to have nothing on and just be still and hear his voice, that is your time. So let's take advantage of the time first and foremost that God has already given you. You got four hours of the day, just 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 you and him. Just time for you just to enjoy that love and enjoy that magic and enjoy the miraculous. So we need to change your perspective on that. That's first. It says, how do you balance your reality alongside your dreams um, and goals? And I tell people all the time, I don't believe in balance. It doesn't exist. When people think of balance, they think of a scale. And you think of the scale that has like these two sides and, you know, that the weights are equal. And that's just not that's not real realistic, but it's also that's not what's needed. Every area of your life does not need the same amount of energy. It just doesn't. 
So I don't believe in balance. I just believe that you prioritize and you prioritize the things that are necessary and the things that fulfill you. So I would definitely say as it relates to what you're telling me that your reality, you said alongside your dreams and goals. So what that's telling me, and I could be wrong because I'm just reading this from the question being submitted. But what that's also telling me is that your current career may not necessarily be your dream and your goal. And it may be. I don't know. But the fact that you're trying to say that you want to balance your reality alongside your dreams and goals, I'm thinking that that may be a little bit different. So with that being said, um, I would definitely make a priority and make time for these dreams and goals. And it's so crazy that honestly, a little bit goes a long way over time. There's no need to be in a rush. There's no need to get something done in a certain amount of time. I do believe, of course, in seizing a moment. But the reality is you can just do a little bit a day and it's going to add up to a lot. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's going to add up to a lot over time. So I don't care if you literally take 10 minutes out your day, 10 minutes, and you during those 10 minutes, cut off your phone, cut off everything and hone in on what it is you want to get done. And just have your, some people used to say like a power hour or 30 minutes. I'm just like 10 minutes, 10 minutes every single day. You'll be fine. You will get there soon enough and guess what? Doors will begin to open in alignment with where you place your energy. So I think the consistency of it is gonna be more important than you taking a whole lot of time out. So because if you were to take like, say three hours out, then you're gonna be looking for when the next day is you can get those three hours again. It's not that serious, but if you continually and continuously just show up and show out, even in the small, it will start to roll and roll and roll and then create a big ball like you'll be fine. So that's my suggestion in that area. Um, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. One thing I can say that I've been doing from day one since I was in high school is re- as it re- relates to time management. I And actually, I'm looking like to the right of me right now where my planner is sitting. And in my planner, I have what I'm doing at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. My time has been budgeted since I was in high school. Now I understand that that may not be everybody's case, but it has definitely kept me um, being in a position where I can actually budget my time very well. I know I have time to sleep, I have time to eat, I have time for everything. So as long as I allocate something towards each hour, I can see what that looks like. And that may be something you may want to try. You need to know, oh, well, these hours are reserved for my three girls under the age of five. This time is reserved for my husband. We already know the time during your commute is for God and yourself. Um, And in addition to that, people, you know, we use the term now of self-care and whatnot. And it's definitely a term that's like on trend. But make sure you take time out, whether it's something you like to do, like to go for a walk or whether it's date night with your husband or if you want to go to the spa, budget that time. And one thing I can just tell you as a woman, when you do this, stick to it and don't feel guilty. 
Do not feel guilty about it at all that you took this time up for yourself because a better you is a better wife. A better you is a better mother. A better you is a better friend. A better you is a better sister. A better you is a better loved one. It just is what it is. If you're not at your best, you can't even give your best. So when you get this regimen going for yourself, have no regrets. That's what I definitely would tell you. Have no regrets and keep it pushing because like I say the better you are the more you'll be able to give to others okay I'm on to the next question Adrian Hill is asking how do you cultivate and nurture the powerful business relationships and connections you have um <clears throat> that's good because I even mentioned before that I've taught I have but I've taught a workshop on it and it was called how to maintain and um, a high-end clientele. Pretty much, it's no different than you maintain, honestly, any of your other relationships and where you put an energy at, you know, attention is gonna be there. So you definitely want to be mindful of whoever these relationships are that you're involved in their lives, personally and professionally. You wanna know when their birth dates are, what their kids' names are. You're gonna foster this relationship no different than you would foster any of your relationships with any of your other friends. You're gonna to have to be present and you're gonna to have to show up even in the small things. And it's gonna just go a long way to be truthful with you. So you want to remember, remember people's birthdays. You want to write handwritten notes. You want, to, you want to court these relationships the same way a man courts you. You want to court the relationships. You want to foster them. You want to develop them. You want to pursue them. The same way a guy is pursuing you is the same way you're going to be pursuing these powerful business relationships. Or if in the event that you're married, the same way your husband pursued you. Um, so yeah, be mindful of that. You want to just treat it no different than any other friendship that needs to be, you know, tended to, watered, etc. Um, oh, and you said cultivate, because when you say nurture, that's like the fostering of to cultivate. You mean in reference to even securing those relationships. Now, in reference to securing those relationships, I encourage you to be in the places where the people are at that you desire to foster those kind of relationships with. I always encourage you to also um, build a strong base. And what I mean with that is a few people are going to tell their friends who are going to tell their friends who are going to tell their friends. So if you got three folks riding with you, it's cool because they're going to tell people about you who are going to tell people about you who are going to tell people about you. Um, so you want to make sure that that base is definitely there and taken care of because for three people, they clearly know 10 people that they are definitely going to refer you to. The next question. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tamiko Goodman. I think what you're saying here is what do you do when it seems like everything is falling at your feet? I think she means like falling apart at your feet. Whew, there are a lot of things you do, honey. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, I'm trying to see where do I want to start this answer. First and foremost, things are never falling apart. They're always falling into place. And your panic is in your perspective. We're going to have to shift your mind first before your reality can even begin to change. And... Let's start with some tactical things that you can actually do 
for that process. If you've heard me speak before, I definitely always advise people to do a gratitude shift. And what that is in a gratitude shift is you take out your journal, you take out a sheet of paper, and I do these often. And whether this has nothing to do with if things are falling apart or not, you just, I would do, I would advise anybody to do this often. You want to take out a sheet of paper and you immediately want to start writing down the things that you are grateful for. And in that you want to take time out. I'm talking about at least 10 minutes to reflect on those things. This is your gratitude shift. We, we have to get into a place of shifting your energy. Ask yourself the next thing I always encourage people to do, do something that's going to make you, you know, joyful. And sometimes for me, if I'm like overwhelmed or something, I'll stop and I'll just go for a walk and I will have a blast on that walk. Like I'll be walking down the street. And I know a lot of people have seen that meme on social media. Like if you see me talking to myself, I'm having a staff meeting with 15 people. (laughs) So go, go for that walk or whatever that thing is for you that gives you that. Um, that join that moment. It may be going to get ice cream. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not um, encouraging people to be emotional eaters, but if that's going to cheer you up in that moment, I'm like, Hey, go get your ice cream girl. But you want to do something that you see the beauty in the small, the joy in the ordinary. And you may have to figure out what that something is each day. And it's okay. It is okay. I can remember back when, you know, people have heard my testimony about like an 04 when life just kind of went a little left on me. Or so I thought. Um, I said, but things were actually just falling into place. And I was on food stamps. And I remember um, just cooking would just bring me such joy. Like that was my contribution. I went from living in the car to staying on my girlfriend Porchelle's floor. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get in this kitchen and we were in the hood and I'm like, I'm about to cook. We're about to barbecue. We're about to just have us a good old time. And that would just, I'm blissful, you know, cooking. I'm blissful in that state and I'm blissful in the midst of fellowship and in the midst of people just having a good old time. So you want to be mindful of those moments and honestly reflect on those moments, reflect on your moments um, of when you are just fully enjoying yourself like that. Have just take the time out to just meditate on those, because as you meditate on those, you will be more conscious about recreating those times. You will also in that moment, you will begin to vibrate higher. Your frequency will be at a much higher level as you start to think of joyful moments and your reality and your outer world is going to now start to reflect um, what your inner world is going through. So. Let's back up just a second. You're going to do a gratitude shift. You're going to write those things down. And I encourage you to even write down the things you're grateful for every day. But in the event not, just do it at a place of right now. You're in a place of necessity where you need to write this down. So the first thing is you're going to do a gratitude shift. The second thing is you're going to find something to do that just gives you joy. This does not have to be anything that costs anything. But just something that give, it could even be watching a feel good show or a feel good movie. But guess what? It gives you joy. That is the next thing. The third thing that you are going to do is you are going to meditate on joyful moments. 
you're going to meditate on joyful moments because you are going to use this as a way and a practice to vibrate at a higher level and to raise your frequency. And as you continue to meditate like this, and as you continue to raise your frequency, I'm telling you, your reality is about to change. The things that will be drawn to you and attracted to you are about to change. The next step that I encourage you to do is I, I, I encourage you to, to declare and decree some affirmations upon your life that you are going to start speaking things that, you know, were not as though they were, that are not as though they were. And I want you to declare and decree things over your life. If you're feeling sad, you need to say, I am happy. Whatever, whatever you're going through, you need to declare the opposite against it. We, we getting you ready for war, Tamiko. <laughs> I'm telling you, cause honey, you got the victory. I will get you to and gather. You hear me to and gather. So let's backtrack again. What did I suggest to you do the gratitude shift? Then the next thing you do is you're going to do something that, you know, gives you joy. The next thing you're going to do, you're going to meditate on those joyful moments. And the next thing that you're going to do is some healthy affirmations. You are going to declare and decrease some things over your life. And I'm telling you right now, I want, to, I, I want you to email me in six months. And I want to hear about the testimony about how your life has completely changed around and how things are falling into place and that falling apart. So, Tamiko, I want to hear from you, girl. I want to hear from you. Okie dokie. What is our next question? Because I can go on that all day long. I'm like, I want everybody living a joyful and abundant life. Okie dokie. The next question is from Kim Sanderfer. When starting a skincare business, how do you prioritize? For example, you have a product. Do you work with a chemist first? Do you work with getting your LLC? Or do you need a website first? Okie dokie. Um, okay, so you have a product. That's good. At least we're starting somewhere. You have a product. Um, I have a chemist if you want me to recommend you to one that I've used, a cosmetic chemist, in case that's something you do need. And I can do me a favor, Kim. Email me in in the event you're looking for one, and I'll send you one. Um, or you work, well, you always have to get your LLC or whatever it is, the legal entity that you're doing business under, you're going to always have to get that. So I get what you may be asking. You may be asking, how do you prioritize saying, if you're like, okay, like girl, I got $500. Where do I spend this first? Maybe that's what's going on here. Um, when you have, if you, I don't know what stage your product is in, but if your product is sellable right now, just get your LLC if you need a website, you can get a Squarespace website or you can get a template for an inexpensive price just to have a presence. Because honestly, you can start right now on Instagram and just put you up a splash page on this website, meaning just one sheet, a picture of the product and hey, submit your email here. That's all you need to pretty much, I would say, get started. So don't get caught up in, oh gosh, I have like all these high startup costs. You don't have to go through that and you don't have to do that. So say you're asking this priority question based upon um, budget. If that is the case, I would definitely um, make sure that, you know, your legal entity is together, depending on your state. I know in the state of Michigan, an LLC is only like 50 bucks. Georgia, it's 100 um, but depending on your state, it may not be much at all. So that's something you definitely want to look into it, but you definitely want to make sure you do have a legal entity and that you're legally protected. Cause girl, you never know. You could look up in like a week. Next, you know, your product is took off. 
Um, but I am a very big advocate of bootstrapping. <laughs> Meaning I'm the type of person that's like, oh, those first 500 in sales, we're going to reinvest it in this. And then the next 2,500 in sales, we're going to take 500 of that and reinvest in this. The next 5,000, we're taking 1,000 here, reinvest in that. The next 10,000, like I'm very big on bootstrapping. But I would definitely say if you currently have a product already, you may not need the chemist, but I don't know what form your product is already in. Because when you go to your chemist, you're going to need them to help you formulate in the event that's what you need, in the event that's what you actually need. But I don't know. Um, if your product is already sellable now, that's how a lot of people start. They just start selling their products. And then as they grow and when you're looking for a manufacturing place and it's like, oh, shoot, let me make sure I have a chemist in place because I want to make sure that this formula is written up in a way where they can clearly go and mass produce immediately. Not that I'm making it out my kitchen, which is more than fine starting off because people buy products just like that all the time. You can you've heard so many people's testimonies from Carol's daughter to my own organics to the lip bar where people were literally in their kitchens and now have multi-million dollar businesses. It just is what it is. So if you have to start off that way first, because the chemist is going to cost more than the LLC, if this is a matter of prioritizing according to budget, that just is what it is. Um, and the website you can normally get a template nowadays for 50 bucks, $39, $100, and if that's the route you need to go. And if you're completely bootstrapping, I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll tell you, hey, girl, you need to go and sell about 10 jars right now, and we're going to take the sales from those 10 jars, and we're going to go get an LLC. <laughs> and then from there, we're going to go sell 10 more jars, and then we're going to go get a website. And then from there, we're going to go sell 10 more jars and then we're going to get a Facebook ad. And then from there, we're going to go sell 10 more jars and then we're going to get this. Like that's the, like I say, I'm a bootstrap queen. So if that's how you have to go, I would definitely say get your LLC, get your website and then get your chemist when you need them. Okie dokie. What is the next question? Okie dokie. Hello, Arian, Ladybug. This person called me Ladybug. This is Renata Johnson. I pray I'm pronouncing this right. Hello, Arian, Ladybug. How do you overcome companies who try to belittle you or relegate you to work that is beneath you when you have an MBA and just fell on hard times with steady employment? Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm fully understanding this. I feel like when I... I feel like just when I think I'm about to sink my teeth into a role and really honing on those skills to go to the next level, someone comes along and knocks me down. The frustration puts me in a bad place and I've worked too hard to be left behind. Whew. Okay, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to work through all of this. Because I have an MBA. <laughs> and I understand where it's like, you're like, wait a minute. I worked this hard when I was applying for those 153 plus jobs. I'm like, wait, I'm too talented. Why am I in a situation where I feel like I'm begging? I'm like, this ain't the will of God for me. <laughs> so I do understand um, your frustration. I do. But I can say this. That before the MBA came, you were talented. So we're not going to even allow that to be 
part of what we're defining our level of success or our intelligence. Because even without my MBA, I'm still the stuff. So we're definitely going to start there. Um, this is not how I normally answer this question, but I'm, I'm feeling this in my spirit, which is what I'm just going to share with you. Only because I've, I've been in a situation similar. But this is honestly something I'm feeling strong in my spirit. You may be playing too low. And what I mean by that is when you play low, you're dealing with low people. And you may need to start playing at a higher level. And when you play at a higher level, people of high, of, at that higher level honestly will see your value. So, mm, like I said, this is not normally how I would answer. This is just really like what I'm feeling in my spirit. Because I'm just going to work you through this whole thing to succeed at where you are at. But I'm hearing that you need to be operating at a higher level. And I'm, I'm going to just go with that that you you're only experiencing what you're experiencing because you're choosing to operate and play down to your competition. And that happens even in sports. When people are playing a game and you're like, "Dang, this this team has a 10 and 1 record." And then another team has a say 2 and 9 record. And you're wondering how this turned into a good match. And you're like, well, clearly the, the team that's a 10 and one should be doing so much better against the team that's the two and nine. But because they were placed in this environment of people who were not playing as well as them, they actually lowered what they were doing to be on their level. And now all of a sudden we're watching a good game. <laughs> that shouldn't be a good game, but they're now playing down to their competition. And that's just me because I love watching sports and I'm just a sports person when it comes to like just having a good time analyzing, watching them and watching folks just live out their purpose and compete and live out their dreams. But anywho, this the the principle of that um, doesn't just apply to sports. I'll even take it a step further. When I was preparing for the first fearless conference, I had to get off social media for duration Cause no offense to anybody out on social media, but I said, you know, you're starting to play down to mediocrity and this is not who you are, but because you see so much out there in the empowerment space and you see so much out there in the conference space and, and so I was like, and no offense to anybody listening that does that stuff. But I was like, you got way too many resources for you to be even absorbing what you're seeing right now. You need to take time out, not pay attention and play on your level. And I and I did. And I was like, okay, let me clear out all of this, you know, of what I'm seeing, because I'll get to that later, because that's going to be our principle for today on visualization. But once I did that and played on my level, we ended up with a stellar production. But had I just absorbed a lot of the stuff that was around me, I wouldn't even have been playing to my full potential. So. I think that may be where you're at, because you have, like you said, you've put in the work. And you've definitely, um, like I say, things have just, you falling on hard time has no indication. Life can just happen. It has no indication of your intelligence. It has no indication of your level of success, honestly, or anything. But I am hearing in my spirit very, very strongly that you just need to play on a higher level. And honestly, when you do, none of this will be an issue. So you may need to be seeking out higher opportunities. 
I don't know if you even need to be seeking out higher opportunities. You need to be creating higher opportunities. Um, that's what I have to say about because I'm telling you, I feel it very strong as I'm reading this. So that's what I would definitely tell you. Either you need to be seeking out higher opportunities or you need to be creating higher opportunities. Because the only reason why you're running into these ruts is because you're just not playing up to your full potential. So I'm going I'm going to leave that one right there. But that is um that is that is so serious that people will play to the environment that they're placed in. And that's why I gave that sports example. And you have to be so mindful of that because it's definitely um affects your psyche. And I'll also say this Cause like I said, you're, um, when you play on your level, I'm telling you these doors are going to open. I'm, I feel it strong. That's why I'm just staying on this. <clears throat> when you play on your level, these doors are going to open. You're running into so much resistance. Cause in your case, it's not that you're supposed to persevere. It's just not what you're supposed to be. It's just not where you're supposed to be. And I don't know nothing about you. This is just all I'm getting in the download right now. It's just not where you're, um, it's not where you're supposed to be. And it's okay because God will take your detour and still get you to your destination. But you want to be mindful of that. Because I'm telling you, as soon as you get in alignment with where you're supposed to be, the doors are going to flood open. They're going to flood open. And I, I want to hear the testimony. So I want you to e- email me back in. Because I will be looking forward to rejoicing with you and screaming and everything else. I am one that celebrates people and I love people. So today, the and please send any more questions. Like I say, I have questions, but I'm even looking at the time and I know I'm about to wrap up this episode. Um, but sending more questions, you guys, I love answering them. I love going through them. I will make sure that within the time frame that we have, that I will definitely get to the questions and shout you out. So but wrapping up for today's show The principle or the fearless life tip, as I like to call it, that I'd like to share with you guys today is about what you visualize, you materialize. And that I want to say is day two in my book. I don't have a book in front of me, but I know my book pretty well. And what you visualize, you materialize. And it's it's so important. Like I said, how I fasted um, even this week, I had fasted social media on a Saturday. I was like, I'm not going on there right now. Um, because I'm very conscious, conscious of what I digest in my eyes, my ears, all of it. Like you don't catch me watching trash TV. I don't pass judgment on nobody who does watch trash TV. You just don't catch me watching it. Um, unless I like run into somebody's house and I just, it just happens to be on outside of that. You won't see me turn to it. Um, but yeah, I'm very conscious of what I allow in my eye gates, my ear gates, especially what I visualize, what I visualize is it's so important to me in the manifestation of the things that I'm choosing to come to pass and bring to pass and co-creation with God. What you visualize is so key. I tell people all the time about this, this time when I had a vision board, y'all, and I put down all the faces of people I wanted to work with on this vision board. And one by one, it was like within a matter of two weeks, they just started happening. It was happening so fast. I put the board down because I was like, oh gosh, I said, I think I need to, um, Arian, be mindful 
about what you, and take more serious about what you're putting on this board because it's happening just so quick. So I definitely believe in the power of visualization. And well, for me, I, I it, it's very real. And I can tell you guys a couple stories. See, y'all, I can talk all day. That's what I'm getting in trouble with now. And I'm supposed to be wrapping this up. <laughs> but I'll tell y'all a couple funny stories um, about just for me and visualization. Like people know that Keisha Knight Pulliam is one of my closest girlfriends. But I think that I like kind of manifested her in my life. Like I grew up watching the Cosby's no different than everybody else. Right. But I'm telling you, this thing is for real for me. So my mother probably has, not even probably, I know she does. She has VHS tapes of all, I think it's 288 episodes or something crazy like that. But I tell Keisha, I said, you know, we met years ago, like around college age. And we're both Deltas. And we think that it was a Delta who introduced us. We actually don't even remember who the person is. So if you're listening, you're the person who introduced us. Please let us know. But... I tell her, I said, you know, though we don't remember, I said, Keisha, I think I may have manifested you here. <laughs> and she's like, what? I said, girl, I watched every episode. She's like, okay, but I know she's thinking like, didn't the rest of America? I'm like, yeah, but the way it works for me, it is for real, for real. So I'll give you guys another example. I mean, luckily, you know, we were great girlfriends and have built a wonderful friendship through the years and just hang out and have a blast. But it's, it's wild. I mean, like, it's truly wild. So... I'm a cartel girl. I know you're like, what does she mean by she's a cartel girl? I don't mean in literal sense, because I don't want anybody taking this audio talking about looking at her, because no, that is not what's happening over here. But I mean, like, I love a good cartel show. Like, that thing is the truth for me. I can sit up all day watching a good cartel show. This is all for pure entertainment. Let me give that disclaimer. So, Queen of the South. Everybody knows, if you follow me on social media, that I love Queen of the South, right? I even posted when I landed in Dallas one day and I had on this ball gown. I told them a new, my caption said, a new queen is in town. And for anybody who watches the show, they know part of the show is set in Dallas, right? So I go shopping um, in Atlanta and shops at Buckhead where I take a lot of pictures sometimes. And I walked into the store and I said, oh, my gosh, that looks like Camila Vargas. She's the queen on the show, right? Um, that's being kind of like dethroned or almost dethroned by the next queen. But either way. And I said, that looks just like her. So I whispered to, I mean, Alice and Olivia. And I whispered to, like, the sales associate. I said, ma'am, is that the actress? And she just laughed. And she said, it is. And I turned around. I said, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I said, I work with celebs all the time. I said, but you don't understand. I think I've manifested you being here right now. I said, I'm addicted to your show. And all of a sudden you're here in the store with me. And I said, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And she was just like, no, I don't mind at all. So my caption was like, Camila Vargas, thank you for making a great deal today. And I was like, people don't realize this, 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 this visualization stuff. It, it truly works. That God has truly given us these powers that's why even in the word it says where there is no vision the people perish like it's so important that you have vision and when you do you can write the vision make it plain there's so much co-creation power and authority that God has just given us which like I say I have to be mindful because if something happens whether I like it or don't like it I'm like oh lord where did I manifest this at what is going on (laughs) Um, but it's definitely, definitely when you are aware of that power, you use it in the most positive, 
prosperous and profound ways as possible. And what you visualize materializes. I'm so serious. So just be mindful about what you choose to visualize and what you choose to absorb because it has a lot to do with what you choose to manifest in your life. Well, until next time, make sure that you guys are definitely tuned in to all that I have going on. Follow me on social at Arian Simone um, and at all our other handles you can find from that um, handle as well, too. Be mindful of all of our events because I'm telling you, you are going to love them. We attract great crowds, great people um, and just a great environment. It's something you don't want to miss. Our events are always top notch. Well, until next time, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fearless Faith and Hustle podcast with Arian Simone. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review.